Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. I love that doorman. Hi, good evening, and welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host, your cruise director, spiritual advisor and group mistress madam perry but you can call me jennifer or jen that's just fine with me and i want to say start off by saying thanks to everyone who who subscribes whether you subscribe to madam perry salon on blog talk radio stitcher apple itunes podcast fm whatever your preferred podcast listening platform is thank you for subscribing for downloading for sharing with your friends uh, for comments some people have been leaving uh, comments in the review section on stitcher and apple itunes and i really appreciate it. they're very fun and i just want to uh, thank you for that because of you doing that it helps me to continue to bring fantastic guests to you to entertain you to um inform you of different things, and just hopefully just to enrich your life with people that you already like, uh, know and love, or people that are new to you. And I love to do it, and I love to uh, hear from you about the guests that you enjoy. Last weekend, I was at a party, and I saw uh, a couple of women who said, okay, you just added some more people to my uh, to, to be read list. Thanks a lot. The stack is getting higher. And uh, well, you know, you got to take a little vacation and uh, just read and enjoy. But that was good. And um, let's see, a couple of weeks ago, we had Chrissy Raz, a fantastic drummer and musician out in L.A. And she's going to come back in January with her whole band, uh, at least the whole band, uh, Cougars. And uh, I think these are pretty much the same, a lot of the same musicians that are in her band, Sam Halen, which is all women. Van Halen tribute band, and they are dynamite. I mean, these gals got it going on. So we played a little bit of the song last week, there, uh, one of their Van Halen songs, Van Halen. But anyway, they'll be back, and that'll be a party in itself. Also, last week, a lot of people liked uh, Rod Pyle. He's an author who specializes in, he's an expert in NASA JPL, NASA uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratories, and I told him I'd been to uh, Society of Space Satellite Professional dinner that week, and that gave me a lot of bragging rights there. Also, coming up soon uh, will be, well, Wednesday I've got Dr. Drayvon James, and she's going to tell us all about how to keep the peace and the harmony with your family throughout the holidays, no matter what. And uh, so we're going to look forward to that tomorrow night. 
is Brett Wright, suspense author, uh, with his new book, uh, Nasty People. But Brett's been on as an author, but Brett's also was on with me once earlier in the year when um, I had CNN investigative journalist Art Harrison after the uh, shooting at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas School. And Brett is a retired naval officer, high school teacher, and Buddhist, and he brought his friend, who was a survivor of the Aurora theater shooting, and she just absolutely enchanted us. Uh, we were amazed at the story and what she had gone through. It's always a great show to go back and listen to. And um, it was a time when the three of us, she she called in as a guest, but when, I mean, as a listener calling in, but when she began telling her story, the three of us, Art, Brett, and I, we were just quiet and let her talk and let us learn. So uh, that was always a good. But Brett will be back tomorrow with his uh, newest book. And we've got a lot of other fun people coming up next week. Also, uh, I think we're going to have more from Chasm Sultan, bass player for Todd Rundgren's Utopia, Joan Jett and the Black Hearts, and several other bands, Don Felder. Um, he's got a solo project out. It's Chasm Sultan's Utopia. Uh, he'll be doing some solo shows before Todd goes on the road again. So much fun. So many good things going on. And tonight is no exception. Hey, tonight's guest is somebody that I'm so excited about. I'm ready just to squeal. Um and and I've already asked her to you know you guys to forgive me if I go fangirl just help me out here but uh, she's a nationally recognized health and sexuality writer she's a media personality she's a musician actress she's the host and creator of Girl Boner podcast um, excuse me Girl Boner Radio and her fresh new book, and she's written, she's published books before, uh, but her newest book, Hot Off the Press, is called Girl Boner. Now, I sent this email a few minutes ago to my brother and I were texting about something, and I said, well, i got to go. My um, show's about to start, and it's the author of it's Girl Boner, and he said, is that an oxymoron? And I said, sounds to me like you need to listen. You know? <laughs> I like, this is need to be tuning in but um publishers weekly call the book girl boner the good girl's guide to sexual empowerment quote equally fun risque and informative and a welcome addition to sexual health literature and there's a companion book girl boner journal a guided journal for self-awareness that you can pre-order now to have and uh believe me you're going to like that so please let me welcome right here it's her first time into the genie bottle so i want her to be very welcome i fluffed up the cushions and please welcome my special guest tonight august mclaughlin august come in be comfortable i am comfortable thank you so much for having me jennifer and for the very gracious intro well, I am delighted, and I thought, you know, I could go on about the other things, but then that will eat up all the time that we get to talk to you. And I have to mention that because there have been times when, I don't know, I feel like I get a little spread out and things, and people say, well, you've done this and that. Can't you decide what you want to do? And I feel like, well, if we've been given the ability to do more than one thing, is that kind of a waste not to? And that's why I loved having pictures um, on the slideshow and with other things I had posted about you, pictures of you uh, playing music, pictures of you with your guitar, uh, and there are videos. And I love your voice. I absolutely love your voice. And so, 
You write, you're a host, you're an actress, um, you've done a TED Talk and play music. And it's, it's so I'm hoping that you person. I'm thinking that you personify that thought of mine that if you've been given the ability to do certain things, why not? Thank you for saying that. That's so kind. Yes, you know, it's interesting because there have been times in my life where I felt kind of like a ping pong ball, like I wasn't, I, I thought I was a little too scattered. And I realized over time that everything was melding into one collective thing for me. For me, Girl Boner kind of encompasses so many different passions. And also as a writer, the best thing that you can do as a, as a creative artist is to live a full life. And if you have multiple passions, yeah, I say go for it for sure. Absolutely, and I think yeah, with uh, with um, yeah, you can use both sides of your brain, and you can just enjoy so much more that way. Which I think a lot of that, now that I think about it, seems to fit in with the um, the things I'm learning in your book, Girl Boner: The Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment, because you teach a lot, and and your podcast, you cover so many different subjects on your podcast. I've subscribed to it. And, um, I mean, you cover everything from, you know, sexual health and you break it down, you know, about how things that you do and and should and should not do to your women parts. And that includes, you know, your whole body, your mind, your emotions, and then those special parts, our breasts and our vaginas. And we don't have to come up with cute little funny names all the time or unless you just Mm -hmm. enjoy it but about how to take care of ourselves so that we enjoy our sexuality and ourselves more and get the benefits from that. In fact, I think on your podcast, you had someone come and talk about um, our financial uh, knowledge and literacy. I thought that's another thing we don't talk about, sex and money. So, Yeah, it's so interesting to me. It's another taboo subject, and I feel like it's the way that we feel about money oftentimes is connected to or has some sort of crossover with how we feel about ourselves, which is really what embracing our sexuality is about being authentic and embracing your full self. And whenever there's something that's kind of taboo or stigmatized, you know, in that episode, we talked about the fact that there aren't very many female financial role models. I had never even heard that term before. And so to kind of step into that and it's vulnerable just as it feels vulnerable to talk about our vulvas and our sexual health it can feel very vulnerable to be like what are your money goals (laughs) you know what are your money challenges i i actually learned a lot from that episode what yeah i was saw that and i thought what and i went back i gotta listen to that one yeah and you're right there there are a lot of parallels there too could i ask what was it now i've watched your ted talk where you talked about um, when you were younger and becoming a model and then going, you were a Parisian model and all the, uh, the things you learned. And you talked about, you know, food issues and body image issues. But if I could just to get back to the girl, girl boner, when did you first become interested in learning about and writing about and educating your sisters about women's sexual health? You know, there were a few different turning points in my life where I had a big epiphany. And one was when I was going through treatment for the eating disorder that I talked about in that TEDx talk. And 
I was sitting in a college classroom and the professor started a conversation about sex. And I realized I had never really talked about sex. I had sex, but I hadn't talked about it. And I thought that that was a really strange thing. And my instincts were like, you need to dig into this. And I, I started to explore my own shame around sexuality that I didn't know that I had even had. And that allowed me to heal and move past the eating disorder. And then later in my life, I, you know, it's a journey, sexual empowerment is a journey. So further into the journey, I started to realize more things, you know, just how important it is for us to own our own pleasure first and foremost, you know, that it doesn't need to be, we need to have a, a particular kind of partner first, you know, that it's actually something that's inherent in ourselves. And so I had a few different kind of big aha moments that mixed with a lot of frustration actually about the myths that I would hear and these damaging ideas that men are this way, women are that way. And, and a lot of the time that we hear those binary sort of myths, they tend to be a bit demeaning of women or limiting or, or at least um, they can misguide us. And so I realized that I wasn't the only person who had struggled with repercussions of not embracing my sexuality. And since I was already a writer, it just is in me. My personality is such that I, I, I feel the need to stand up and speak about things when I feel passionate. So I started Girl Boners, a blog series, and it really just kind of changed my life. So that was about six years ago. And uh, now it's kind of become everything to me. And, and we're glad you did because, you know, a lot of us, and maybe things are different now with younger generation. I certainly hope so, but I, I don't know. But I know in my generation, pretty much what most of us were told or what I was told was that when you got when you get married, God will tell you what to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would that be nice if you just got a letter in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> really is he going to tell me before you know like uh give me a little time or whatever and then the other thing was you know just keep yourself and and you address this term too and girl boner pure keep yourself pure so you can get a good christian husband and i thought okay but there's also you know i might want a nice jewish husband you know who knows <laughs> Or just a bar, I may not want a husband at all. You know, I might want to just be, um, just be with me, or or maybe a nice girl. You know, you you don't, you never know what people want. Yeah. So uh, I would like to think that maybe people are a little more. But then again, when I read sexual, uh, what we used to have sex education in, I know a little, just a little, maybe a one day video or something in high school. I think that tends to leave more confusion than information or answers. Yeah. Has it's, that it's unfortunate. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because only 24 states in our country require sex education, and it tends to be really limited. You're right. It, it teaches about usually abstinence, STDs, STIs, fear around pregnancy, um, a little bit about bleeding and cramps and we don't learn typically anything about pleasure or relationships or you know solo play masturbation things that are really healthy and and actually would be helpful for preventing STIs (laughs) you know we don't we don't typically learn that kind of thing so there still is a very big need for comprehensive sex ed for sure 
By the way, if you're listening live to us tonight, I'm talking with August McLaughlin, nationally recognized health and sexuality writer, media personality host, and creator of Girl Boner and Girl Boner Radio. And if you'd like to call in and talk to August, if you've got a question, the number is 646-716-9922. That's 646-716-9922. Blog Talk Radio assures me that's a toll-free call in the continental U.S. Or for people who are listening and, um, you know, August, I'm an equal opportunity um Groove mistress here for my people. So, uh, if they can't make a phone call, they don't have a phone. Maybe they're at a day job or something. Um, you can always message me through Jennifer Maudette Perry on Facebook or Madam Perry on Facebook, and just send me your your comments or questions, and I'll definitely relay them to August at six four six seven one six nine nine two two. So, um, where was my next question going? Oh, I know. Two, you also let us know, uh, share with us, because there are things, let's face it, there's things that we all want to know, and you never know when we were kids, you know, you might think you knew something, you might have heard something, you might have heard something from somebody, but we didn't know a lot of things about ourselves and our bodies, and I think one of the first things that you mentioned, bring up in Girl Boner, is how just to enjoy the pleasure of your sexuality under the covers all by yourself if you feel like it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a huge advocate for that. Certainly there are some people who, you know, don't have the inclination. But for me, it took me a really long time, well into adulthood, to think that I even would find that beneficial. I, again, had tied my idea of what sex and sexuality was and my identity into it had to be with a man I was ideally potentially going to marry or was married to. So um, that was one of those big epiphanies for me was was finding my own pleasure all by myself. And uh, it was really, really life-shifting for me. And I've, I've heard from a few other people who felt the same way. Women tend to feel more shame around masturbation, even though it's, it's the most mm-hmm. common you know, form of sexual activity from throughout history, for sure. Well, we, I think it's because we knew that guys were told that they would need glasses or they'd get hair on their palms or something. So we you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, the other thing, can I just do it till I need glasses, that old joke, you know, for kids. Um, you know, we don't know. When you don't know the truth, <laughs> your imagination, especially as a kid, your imagination just runs wild into some uh, yeah. very dangerous territory. Yeah, it's interesting. I've spoken to hundreds of people specifically about what they learned about sex and sexuality when they were a kid, and it's really interesting. Some of the stories are pretty funny. Some are really sad. Um, one thing that I learned was I asked how babies were made when I was really little, and I was told that if a couple prays about it and God says yes, than presto, baby in the womb. And so whenever I would get a stomach ache for a long time, I was worried that God thought I saw a baby and accidentally prayed for one somehow and that, poof, I could be immaculately pregnant. It was, uh, it was really interesting. And I, I hear stories like that a lot where people think, you know, they, they get a really different idea. I heard about a couple recently that they thought that 
that anal sex was how you make a baby. And these were adults, you know, and it's not that surprising when you consider what we don't learn. Which is really sad because there are so many benefits to good sex. Yeah. If you would just kind of give us a, a little list in case people go in benefits, like a with an S on the end, what? <laughs> yeah, there's so many benefits from pleasurable sex for sure. One big one is stress relief, which is ironic because stress tends to be a top reason for libido decline in all genders. But overall, a, a healthy, you know, active sex life, which doesn't mean having sex a certain amount of time, it just means prioritizing sexual pleasure in your life, can really help keep stress at bay. It can be pain relieving. Um, I have a particular vibrator that I call my headache vibrator because it is great for head pain if I, because orgasms can be very, very medicinal physically. Um, they, it can help with anxiety. It can help lift your moods a bit. If you're feeling a little bit blah, it can certainly increase a sense of intimacy. And even having sex all by yourself, as you said, under your sheets, solo with your hand or with a toy, can also help a relationship. So it's not that you need to think of it as, you know, if you're single, then you you play by yourself. And if you're in a relationship, then you don't. Um, I personally think that it's something you can you can practice regardless. Um, and I think there's a spiritual element for a lot of people. It can be a very kind of mindful practice for people because I think for many of us, the one time that we are fully, fully present is with orgasm. Mm-hmm. Let me, I'd like to just read two um, review of Girl Boner and the, the New York Times, just a little segment of it. Terrifically encouraging, a thorough primer on everything from sex toys to bondage to no means no, intended for young women readers who might be new to the idea that they deserve and own their sex, their personal pleasure. Uh, yeah, say we deserve it. That's a big deal. It is. You know. Yeah, uh, uh, it is. And something that a lot of us don't learn until much later that it's okay. We don't have to be ashamed of that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why my tagline is the good girl's guide to sexual empowerment because I grew up learning as so many people do that if you're a good girl, if you're a person with strong values and you're kind and you want to contribute to the world, you don't engage in sex unless it's under very particular circumstances. You know, any sort of like sexual fantasies might be a little bit too risque for it's, it's for bad girls, you know, and uh, and it's really important to me that people know that you can, it's, it's a beautiful part of you, whether you are asexual or polyamorous or monogamous or straight or gay, regardless of your age, I think it's really important that we, we do know that we don't have to have shame and knowing that and actually applying it is different. But I think the awareness can be really powerful just to ask yourself, you know, where did I get these ideas about my sexuality? And are there, are there messages or practices or beliefs that I would like to change? I think it's something that should be just as important as going to get your physical every year and staying on top of your physical health and, 
eating, you know, enough food and eating fruits and vegetables and <laughs> sleeping well at night. It's it's just as important. It's a part of our health. It's a part of our our identity. You know, I was gonna let me just say again for people that are listening that, you know, some people thought that. Um, you're very popular, and you've got a great following, and your podcast, and your books, and and I'm so excited for you. But for people who, for people who still haven't uh, read your work, heard your podcast, and for them that's a good thing because now they get to discover you all brand new. So for these people, I just want to read a few. Some people say they thought that it was all going to be about one aspect or another of women's sexuality, but let me just read some of the um, subjects from Girl Boner Radio, um, there's some sex toys, self-care, and prioritizing intimacies, dating epiphanies, epiphanies, <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. uh, therapy and peeing during sex. Oh my gosh, you know, there's a lot of things that happen that you think is it was something that happens to people once in a while. You think, oh my God, this has never happened to anybody else. How embarrassing, how awful. But it doesn't mean that uh, you have to hide. One is uh, uh, hair fetishism. Uh, that was really a good good section to read in the book. I really learned a lot there and uh, learned a lot about even even my uh, attitudes. Uh, dating mistakes, letting someone down easy, sex robots and virtual reality, sexy swingers, curvy body sex, yeah, and um, mm-hmm. sex culture and sexting. There was... Um, there were, which parts, or, the, or it's probably several, it's probably too big of an answer, but I'm sure that there were a lot of things that you learned uh, for the first time in exploring the subject. So what was it like doing research for some of these, uh, for some of the podcasts or some of the chapters of the book? It's really invigorating for me and enlightening. I am kind of a research junkie. I love, I love studying topics I'm into and, uh, and it started, you know, with the blog, just as you started with your blog. That was my, my kind of gateway. And so I'd been down this path for a while, you know, when the book came about. And I had the podcast almost as long as, as the blog. So um, all along the way, I've been learning. It, and it's, there's always something to learn, which is a really beautiful thing, I think. Uh, not too long ago, I interviewed Joan Price, who is, this incredible sex expert. She's 75 years old. And we talked about her personal journey. And she remembers when birth control was invented. She went through multiple waves of feminism and uh, sexual liberation and different types and ways. And she met the love of her life and her, I think. And it's just, I learned so much from people's stories. And hers was just a complete adventure because she's so outspoken and such a wonderful advocate, but also has, has experienced so much. So I would say I probably learned the most from the, the individuals, but, um, but I'm constantly, there's always something new, you know, and, and sexual science is a pretty small and still relatively new area. So learning about, you know, the brain and orgasm has been really fascinating to me and also learning something that I, I believe, but to actually, have that validated time and again is that we are all much more alike than we are different, but our uniqueness and our individuality is really strong. So what I mean by that is it's not that women are one way, men are another way. We're socialized differently, but what's beautiful is 
we all have this tremendous capacity for and desire typically for love and connection and pleasure and um, all these wonderful things. And if you feel like you're alone and you're not, that there is something flawed about you, you mentioned that maybe something happens and you feel like, that's so weird. I'm the only one. I promise you it's not the case. It's incredible. Almost every person who writes into me tells me that in some way they're, they're wondering if they're normal. You know, they're, they're worried that this is like the weirdest thing ever. And it's really not. It's just that no one talks about it. So it's really good to be able to have these conversations like the one we're having. I'm so grateful when people are, are so open to having this kind of chat and saying, you know what, let's bring this out into the light. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. And I completely agree. We're all a lot more alike than we know. We're, n- we're not as different as we think we are, but, there, we, but we do have individual uh characteristics about ourselves or likes or dislikes but we still we have a lot more in common than we think we do with other people no matter where they're from what they look like uh, what their background is all the same things what about um i ask you one of the uh podcasts berlin sex culture and sexting um What's the difference in Berlin sex culture that would make it a category all its own? This is something I learned quite a bit about, too. So they are a very permissive culture. And since, I believe, that especially like in the 1920s, there was kind of a big boom of people going there to feel a sense of freedom um, in this kind of war climate around them. And so they are known for having a really sex positive culture where you can explore your, you know, your deepest fantasies. And um, if you've seen the movie Moulin Rouge, it's kind of that kind of style. And so I interviewed two women who moved there from other places, one from Mexico, one from Australia. And when they, they, neither of them have really very much sex education. And they got there, and at first they were kind of shocked. One of them told me that she went to a, a beach, and it was a nude beach, and she couldn't believe it. You know, and there's naked people everywhere acting as though this is normal. And then she said within like a year or two, she went to a bar, a club, and she would see a group of people all making out and naked together in public. And she's like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it's just a complete, it's just such a normalized thing. And certainly everywhere you go, there's going to be, stigma around sex and there's different beliefs and all this different stuff, but it does seem like there is more um, openness for like what we would consider the unconventional. You know, I was in, um, I've never been to Berlin, but I was in Amsterdam um, in September and their last, the year before two in the same month for a convention. And twice, you know, People say, you know, do you, would you like to go to the red light district? And I was curious, you know, I wanted to go. I mean, when you're, you know, when you're in Rome, right? But I backed off because I kept reading that it was a place where tourists get pickpocketed a lot. So I thought, oh, I want to go because I was, um, I was on my own a lot traveling around. I think if I'd been around with somebody, or I should have, I should have gone. So I think if I go next September, it's uh, uh, the IBC convention, which is all about broadcast and, and uh, telecommunications and satellites. If I go next year, I think I'm just going to go ahead and plan that, put that first on my list. 
Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate when we can't, you know, you might not feel necessarily safe going to a place, but I think it's great when you can find those safe places. Um, my friend, Mona Darling, who's wonderful, she lives in Portland, and she does these wonderful, like, retreats and tours where she takes women who are curious about kind of kinky stuff, but they also, it's not just that. It's very holistic. They'll do, like, yoga. They'll go to strip clubs you know, just all kinds of things and um, having a, kind of a mentor, you know, to take you through to different places. It can be, it can be really fun. I think it is important kind of to having some familiarity either, you know, if you're in a brand new culture and you don't know how to navigate yourself, you know, much less uh, around your surroundings. It's important to have, I think a good guide can be helpful for sure. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to try new things always. That sounds great. And her name is Marla? Mona Darling. Yeah, she's fantastic. And actually, she's going to be interviewing me. I've interviewed her twice before. She's a wonderful expert. And she's in my book, actually, in the sex positions section and then also the section about kink, if you want to start learning about kink. And uh, she's going to, we're turning the table, she'll interview me at Powell's Bookstore on uh, January 11th in Portland. But she's fantastic because she has a book out about um, kink for curious girls. It's like this big activity book that has games and all kinds of things. She really normalizes things. She's also a parent, which I think is wonderful that she's, you know, she used to be a dominatrix and, and now she's teaching. She's a sex educator, but she also believes you can be a, a mom and a good parent and everything and also, you know, have your spicy life. That's a, a beautiful combo. Cool. By the way, I've got a, a a message came in from Pat in Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri, and she said, "Thank you for your book and for addressing the subject." And uh, she says, "Yes, I'm like Jennifer." She said, "That that's about what I wasn't told very much either." So she said, "I had to learn, mm-hmm. you know." She says, "I've enjoyed a healthy sex life, but still, I wish I had known more about my body." And myself, so thank you. Well, thank you, Pat. And also, I've yeah, got two. Yeah, I've got a. Uh, if you want to call six four six seven one six nine nine two two, and I got. Oh, see now you're making me think of a whole lot more things I want to ask you. So I'm going to write this down because I've got a new sponsor tonight, and so I need to. I need to play you a message from them because this is pretty cool. So August and I are going to take a, a, about a one minute break, and be right back. The next game changer in the men's fashion industry might just be around the corner with the upcoming launch of Mace in Style, a new international gentleman's fashion boutique store that will offer comfortable and fashionable designer crafted clothing, accessories, jewelry, watches, as well as health and lifestyle essentials for men, crafted by talented fashion artisans from various corners of the world. Mace in Style offers clothing and accessories for men of different shapes and sizes. From streetwear enthusiasts, the hip-hop street artist, the corporate powerhouse, the prepster, the jock, the rock star, the adventurer, to the all-American throwback, and many others in between. Mates in Style is inspired by the latest trends in fashion, which will help any generation achieve their desired style and look. Visit the pre-launch site now at prelaunch.matesinstyle.com to be a part of this inspiring fashion innovation. prelaunch.matesinstyle.com all right, pre-launch, 
MatesInStyle.com. Mates and Style, as you can tell by M-A-T-E-S, Mates. It's an Australian company, and they do have all kinds of men's clothes. And I, I don't know about some of the listeners here or about you, August. I enjoy dressing my husband, and he enjoys having me do it. But sometimes when... Um, you know, people have different phases to their lives, like you got your day gig look and then your weekend look or whatever. And I hate to go shopping and all I found was golf guy or thug, you know, or fancy street thug. Uh, you know, you want a little bit more variety. So Mason Style is great, and they've got a lot of great specials, uh, the pre-launch specials coming up. But August, first of all, let me say again, congratulations on your new book, Girl Boner. And on the success of Girl Boner Radio and all the fantastic things you do, I'm sharing your social media on all of mine. Her website is augustmclaughlin.com, but I'll share it on all of my social media so you can find it if you can't write it down right now. Like my friend Peter, who's driving in Chicago, and he can't write it down. That's where you'll find it. And there's just... You covered so many aspects of sexuality and health that I can't get to it all in one podcast so interview, so you have to go you you gotta get the book to get all the valuable information. But a couple of things I thought of, and this is something that I have I um you may have covered this on a podcast, August, I don't know. I haven't gotten through all of them yet. But one thing that I know for me personally, has made me feel good about myself and uh, body image is because of all the friends I have in, and these are girls of all different body, all different gorgeous body types, friends of mine who perform burlesque because it's had a big mm. comeback. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's S Factor, there's... Um different places you can go to learn about that. And I too have, have heard benefits and people have found it really empowering. I haven't tried it myself, but I do see the draw. I think kind of unleashing that sexiness within you and a really empowering place could be awesome. Yeah. And a lot of the friends like the, um, uh, a couple of the groups in Atlanta, Dames of Flame, Sirens of the South, the different gals. And the thing is, it's not it's, it's not going to be the, you know, the 36-24-36 or 48-24-36 or whatever that people thought of back in the day as a stripper, burlesque, perfect body. It's girls with women with all types of bodies, and they're fun, and they enjoy themselves, and they get out there, and they just strut and have a good time. They usually have a little, you know, there's usually some kind of little story vignette to the performance. Uh, very creative, make their clothes, make their costumes, and they're magnificent. And I have just come to enjoy them so much. I had a, uh, I'm an entertainment publicist, and I had a client in San Diego, and uh, his first book event that we did, I did not know how he would be, he turned out to be very great, but how he would be in front of a crowd because I didn't know him that well. So I got a few gals on you in San Diego who are with Hell on Hills Burlesque to come mm. and read, agree to read some of the sections from his book, 
some of the female parts because I knew that they wouldn't. And, I, and also my friend Coco Electric, who was the queen of burlesque, reigning queen, I think, in 2012, I had her uh, read along with another client of mine at his first book launch. Not doing burlesque, but because I knew that they knew how to put the magic out and perform in front of people. Beautiful. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so with uh, with Carrie, I said, Carrie, the first one, uh, Carrie Don said, I know, you know, he's a little shy, so she's just going to read. And she goes, wait, you want me to, what you want me to wear? I said, wear a sweater, wear a turtleneck and jeans, wear whatever you want, you know, but just knowing that she knew how to read, how to hold the audience and act, and it would take a little pressure off of him. And um, there's just something about that self-possessedness, um, if that's a word, the comfortableness comfort in their own skin, in their own bodies, that I find very appealing. And they most usually have such a good sense of humor anyway with a lot of the things yeah, that they that's do. Awesome. And I found that's that so to be... great. Yeah, I found that very um, energizing for me and has really helped me a lot. I haven't performed burlesque, uh, well, at least only in home entertainment situations. So, <laughs> because my <laughs> husband thinks I can do anything... So and I'm very lucky that way. But just for home entertainment, you know, but I keep telling them, you know, I might do it. Maybe on my next birthday, that'll be my special thing that I do. You know, and he's always, honey, just do whatever you want. Whatever makes you happy, just do it. I'm right there with you. And uh, that's beautiful. So I didn't know if you found anybody else that or explored that part of uh, womanhood. Yes, I think um, it's a it's a popular thing. I've heard that from multiple people who said that they found their sense of empowerment that way, and I think that's really beautiful. Um, I I haven't tried it myself. I do think that 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 sense of freedom, that sort of uninhibited let yourself go, is a big piece of sexual empowerment. Whether we find that through burlesque or or another medium, but I certainly think that that's a really powerful one, especially because you're in a supportive environment where somebody's helping you along. Usually you're mentored a little bit. There's a sense of community and that permission that I think we don't give ourselves enough to say, I'm going to let, let myself loose and have fun. And, and it's about pleasure again, which is really beautiful. I've got a, um, I also have a message coming here from, uh, this is Liz in Jacksonville, Florida, and she says, I've been listening to Girl Boner Radio for about three months now. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you many, many times over. It means so much to me when anybody listens, and I, I really appreciate that. One thing I would want to ask you, though, because I, as I said, you go through so many different aspects. Um, you do have one episode, and if you don't mind me saying, uh, it's called Healing from Childhood Abuse. And it says August is joined by her mom who shares about her upbringing and sexual abuses she endured and how she found healing after memories she had repressed surfaced. Um what a bold thing for your mother to do with you, and how was that for you? She, 
she lives in another state and knew she was going to be visiting me. And she sent me a text message one day and said she felt ready to speak about her, not only her experience, but the importance of being believed and validated. And I welcomed it with open arms for sure. And I'm perpetually blown away by her bravery and her courage. She's grown so much um, from the time when I was probably my teens, when she was really struggling with depression. And to see the evolution in her life and the very vibrant place she is now is so inspiring. So it really meant a lot to me. She's been on the show uh, three times now, actually. Uh, but this was the, we went the deepest with this one. And it, it was very special. It meant a lot. I've got to say this. It's very, uh, it was a very heavy subject, but at the same time for, for your mother and you to, to work together on this to help other people. You know, I, I just can't think of... Uh, how it must have been very intense and yet uh, hopefully very liberating for her and for you and for a lot of people who were listening that needed needed somebody that understood, understood where they had been. Yeah, the sense of, of unaloneness, that you are not struggling by yourself or as alone as you feel you are because it's a very isolating thing to be healing from trauma. And so I, I really appreciate when anybody does share from a really personal place because, again, I think the stories are where we learn the most. I think it's also how we connect the most. So I'm sure that people listened uh, who could relate and maybe don't feel able to speak out or reach out to anybody yet, which is okay. You know, certainly we've all been in that place before too. But, but yeah, I do. I do think that that was an impactful episode. Um, and her faith has always been really important to her and, so she talked about her, you know, forgiveness and also how her faith has been a really a driving force for her to get through all the hard times that she's been through. But then also creativity. She learned to weave when she was very little. And as an adult, weaving helped her address feelings that she didn't feel comfortable letting out yet. So there were a lot of different takeaways, and, and sometimes you hear someone's story and you go, oh, my goodness, not only is that me, but maybe if that works for that person, that might work for me. And you just never know. I think I think that's one of the powerful things about storytelling. Indeed. Yes, it is. Um, again, I'm talking to August McLaughlin, nationally recognized health and sexuality writer, media personality, host and creator of Girl Boner and Girl Boner Radio. And... What's the name of that precious dog in the picture of you with a beautiful white face <laughs> and brown spot over one eye? That's Via, which is, it came from the name Sylvia, and the woman who rescued her named her after her grandmother, Sylvia. So Via is, she is my pit bull. She is um, about four, four and a half years old now. <laughs> it's uh, just the sweetest, most precious thing. And then we have a green bird as well and they get along um and it's they keep me company because i work from home most of the time i really i really enjoy them uh, do you have any um upcoming i know that you're you are a speaker and sometimes you travel if people wanted to see you or hire you to come and speak how would they do that or how would they find out where to hire you or to book you as a sure. speaker in bed 
Yeah, you could head to my website. It's augustmclaughlin.com or girlboner.org, if that's easier to remember. And there's a contact tab, and you can reach out to me anytime. I will be in Portland in early January, and uh, I do speak for a lot of different sizes of audiences, all ages, and I I love that experience. Whether I join remotely, I, I've done um, book clubs where I appear by Skype, and then I also do in-person events, workshops, and things like that. So, yeah, it's a lot of fun for me. And I'm very accessible still online, too, as far as social media goes. You can find me and, and drop me a note. I love hearing from people. And you are very, I know this, you are very charming to people on social media who contact you to say they love your book or they listen. And uh, you're you're very, you, you give you give the warmth back to people, and I like that, too. Yeah, uh, Girl Boner. Dot org uh, or augustmclaughlin.com to find out. Yeah, so you could book August for your events uh, or to speak at a special event you're having. Now, um, also, I want to say hello to somebody else who I believe is listening, and it's our mutual friend, Marla Martinson, author of The Buddha Aww. Made Me Do It. Hi, Marla. I love Marla. She's been on my show, too. I, you know, she was... Um, I'm sorry, what was that? Oh, I've interviewed her before. Yeah, she's on been uh, she was on here not long ago, a few months back, because her friend Tony Green, who's also a psychic, uh Tony Green was on and then Tony says, You've got to meet my friend Marla and have her on. And I did, and she's just <laughs> she's yeah, they're both charming. So yes. uh but yeah, yeah. So you were on, and I had commented on uh, the the video on YouTube between the two of you. I said, "Oh, two of my favorite women together in the show." This is a Aww. this is a scene. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I want I want to meet her in person too. She seems she's so much fun. She is. Uh, yes. If you ever come out to LA, maybe the three of us can get together. I will. Well, I was there last year for a client, uh, Jennifer Irwin's book, but that was in Palos Verdes where we had the uh, the book launch event, and uh, yeah, definitely. I I have a good time in L.A. Couldn't afford to live there, I'm sure, but um, but it's a great place to visit with a lot of with a lot of wonderful people that I enjoy. Um, what? If you were had to name just a few takeaways, people that buy the book Girl Boner, if you wanted to just give them a, you know, if there were three, I don't know, maybe two or three, three is a good magic number, takeaways that you hope people get from Girl Boner, what would they be? One would be that you are worthy of pleasure, no matter your age or shape or size or orientation. Um, two would be that sexual empowerment is a journey and it can be really fun. I want people to have fun with the process. So the book guides you through a lot of different topics and you can choose how long you spend with each or if there are certain ones that don't apply to you, you want to skip over. But there are journaling exercises at the end of each section. And that would probably be my third takeaway is the power of of journaling, which is why I have Girl Boner Journal releasing this spring as it's a companion book, but it also stands alone. And there's something really powerful about taking your pen to the page and letting yourself 
free write without any judgment. Um, it's different than, you know, speaking about your deepest desires or thoughts about your sexuality where people might hear you and you might filter your words. Something really magical happens when you just give yourself permission to, to express. So um, I think that's a really powerful tool. And, and it's a journey that you make your own, too. There's no wrong way to go about it. Um, there's no such thing as a finish line. You know, I'm sexually empowered now. And, and sexual empowerment is not about sex frequency. I think that that is a misperception that if you're sexually empowered, you're going to have a lot of sex. You're going to be super into it. You're going to walk around, you know, seductively all day or something. And actually what it's really about is authenticity. And the more you embrace your sexuality, the more fully you can live the rest of your life. The benefits go so far beyond the bedroom or any sexual interaction. I've heard people, you know, find their career calling after they work through that shame. Um, people's voices get stronger. People find talents they didn't know they had. Um, so I think it's, it's a really surprising journey, too. So just commit to the journey and, and see where it takes you. Oh, I like that. Do you find, it sounds also like it fits in, I was going to say, do you find um, in women confidence, um, whether they um, are heterosexual, bisexual, or um, homosexual, whatever they are, confidence in a woman is often um, very sexy, quite a turn on to other people. Oh, it definitely is. I think we all know somebody or we can recall a time where there's somebody that's just magnetic because they're so at ease with themselves. And I think that that's a really powerful aim to to know that the more that you embrace yourself for who you are, it's not about changing who you are. It's about really, really embracing who you are. I believe that I've, you know, because you see that that's something that you actually do see in people. You've seen attractive people who weren't, you you could tell were trying to hide a little bit, and people who may not be what people consider classically attractive, but they just have something about them, a magnetism. I was um, I was at a wedding reception one time, and a woman said, "See the gal over there," um, and it was a woman who let's just say she was voluptuous and curvy. And a uh, beautiful woman. And she said she worked where I do. And she, I mean, men just dropped dead at her feet. And she said, I said, well, she's beautiful. And she came, and so the woman was dancing. And I'd also seen her out at a couple of clubs dancing, too, after that. I noticed this. And the thing I love about this woman, okay, she wasn't a size 2, 4, 6. So I, I don't know what size she was. It's a women's what they call the women's size. But she had a grace and an elegance about her. And if every time I saw her in a club or somewhere where she was dancing, she would dance. She would, if you can imagine this, like she was very graceful. But she could have her head turned to the left, but her arm out to the right, with sort of extended a little bit of a bend in the elbow, and just, just, just flick her wrist to where she has one finger out, and there would be a man to grab it. And she, she it's like she, it's like she, and you could tell she had no thought in her mind that somebody wasn't going to snap to attention. And, and <laughs> That's amazing. 
and she just had something about her that I said, you know, hey, it even gave me a girl boner watching because I'm thinking, gosh, she has got it going on. And it was so sexy just for me just to watch her confidence on the dance floor and with men and just how they, I mean, they would just, you know, line up or wait or kind of bust in front of her. I saw one guy had been waiting to dance with her and another guy came up and the guy said, hey, Big Daddy, it was my turn. And I thought, whoa, uh-huh. I'm going to have a fight, a fight in this fancy club. And I just thought, wow. Yeah, that, that's a, that was just such a, I tingled, you know, a little just thinking about it. And that, if you can have, I guess, a lot of what you teach in Girl Boner with your podcast and the book is that, you know, uh, get to know yourself personally, get to know your uh, physically, spiritually, emotionally, get to know who you are and yourself and take care of yourself uh, with your health and how you treat yourself and you can enjoy life and enjoy sex. Am, am Am I getting the core message here, August? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You can. It doesn't mean that life's going to be this simple breeze because we all face challenges, but absolutely, you can have all those things, and it's a really powerful thing. And and it's a beautiful thing. So I mm-hmm. uh, want to make sure everybody knows that I will have all of August um, McLaughlin's information, all of her, her website, Earl's, her social media information for you and how to find her podcast. I will be sharing that on all of my social media for not only for Madam Perry Salon, but also mine personal ones, Jennifer Perry. It is such a thrill. And, oh, um, hold on, hold on. Okay. Um, Sarah, who is in Tucson, also says, thank you. I will be subscribing to the podcast tonight. So thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that. <laughs> and uh, and she says she and her girlfriend will be signing, will be subscribing. Thank you very much, Sarah. And I appreciate you too for listening. Um, I am just so so ready to get my journal. You can you can pre-order the Girl Boner Journal, the guided journal for self-awareness, which is a companion to Girl Boner. The Good Girl's Guide to Sexual Empowerment, or you said it could also work as a standalone book as well. And that's available for pre-order? Yes. So the journal is available for pre-order on Amazon, and Girl Boner is available on Amazon and also Barnes Noble and most anywhere books are sold. And she's got, and I'm going to do it. The surprise, the Easter egg of all this is that there are more books that she's written and there's more stuff that she's done. So get out there. Don't make me do all the work for you. I'm just getting you started here. Um, so get out there. Find uh, com, girlboner.org, and just, just ramp up your enjoyment of life and sex and art and everything that you enjoy. And August, I'm just so grateful to have you here. And also, I want to thank Mateson Style for being our sponsor tonight. And I'm just going to have...
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.